Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Kayfabe or Die podcast. Uh, we are back. We weren't here last week because of sickness, um, or of my sickness, but um, we are back and um, we got half of a good show to talk about, half of a bad show to talk about. <laughs> Except the show's a flip now, which is the weird thing. Yeah. Um, we will be recapping uh, Friday Smackdown from last Friday um, and then Raw from this past Monday um, but during the Smackdown talk um, we're going to go on a little detour uh, while we just got Smackdown um, but <laughs> before we get into all that <clears throat> you can find us on our socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Kayfabe or Die. And you can listen to our podcast. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much where all podcasting platforms can be found. So. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, we're what? Uh, we're, well, we got NXT TakeOver Portland this Sunday. Woo woo, Can't that race. will be good. That's an amazing card. Like I, not a bad match on that card. Um, but then the uh, Super Showdown is, I believe, a week from tomorrow or today. Yeah, Friday, Friday week. Yeah, I think it's next week. Super and, Showdown. And they got two matches announced. Uh, three matches announced. No, four matches announced. And I keep thinking about it. Yeah, you got Goldberg versus Fiendy Poo. Yeah, we got Brocky versus Ricochet. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm we such got... a superhero. I can take any man down. Chickity pop poo. uh. Uh, Miz and Morrison against the New Day for the tag titles. I hope they win. I do too. And then some weird gauntlet match with six guys that they win some kind of trophy. Like because I, I find SmackDown odd. Like you bring Morrison back, and he's he, that's a big deal. I mean, Morrison's freaking amazing, and you do nothing. <laughs> when the funny thing is like. It was, like, rumored that he was, like, signed and then, like, almost, like, a month after the rumors is when they finally, like, <laughs> like, officially announced that he signed. It was weird because it was, like, yeah. all right, well, he's going to – he's pretty much signed. Like, what the hell are they waiting for? And then it's, like, you almost forget that he was supposed to sign. And the next thing, you know, like, Ryan the, – the satin sheets or whatever the fuck the name thing is called. He's like, John Morrison signed with the WWE. Breaking. Do you mean? Do you mean Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheets? There you go. There you. I think that's what a stupid thing on the WWE backstage is called. The satin sheets or something stupid like that. I've chose to ignore this. (laughs) So, but actually, speaking of that, isn't it kind of weird how CM Punk isn't a big deal on there anymore now? I, that's died down. I think I don't know if it has to do with the infrequency of like how much he's on there, because it's like he's here, then he's gone, he's here, he's gone, he's here, or if people yeah. just don't care because it's not really 
it's news. not the same as him <laughs> being back with the WWE, you know. But you, you think people would care because the only time there's any actual critique or news on there is when Punk comes on. Yeah. Yeah, for people who like like bash the WWE, that's when all the, the ratings. But I mean, it also, it's on at 11 o'clock at night all the time. So that's also kind of... Very ex- I, sure, that's breakfast time for me. Yeah. It makes it kind of hard to, and then if they got like college basketball games that are going over, they might not be on until like eleven thirty. So they need to find a better time slot, I think, for that show. Yeah, they really cool. found they really found a nice corner of the network to just lock Dean Ambrose's misses away in, didn't they? Yeah, she was she was actually on SmackDown this week. She was in the ring doing an interview. Yeah, they need man. They should, she's she's like. The best backstage interviewer they ever had. I forgot who she interviewed. She was uh, kind of contradicts what I'm saying. <laughs> she was in there, and I was like, "Holy crap! That's a Renee Young on WWE site. What's going on here?" Oh, there's not Renee Young. Oh wait, that is Renee Young. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happened. Not Renee Young. Isn't that Beth Phoenix? Is she not Renee Young? No, no, no. There's a blonde chick that they brought in that looked the head oh, off yeah. Renee Young, but she wasn't Renee Young. Yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> they, like, have a lot of those backstage, like, people now that I don't, I can't, besides Chuck, I, and she's the only one that I can, like, pinpoint the others. Sure. I, I, I love how, oh, that's, I, I love how he's actually changed her name. Like, most of the planet know her as Chuck now. Yeah. Listen here, Chuck. Like, they're talking to Charlie Brown or something. Yeah. What up, Chuck? But since we have to, let's uh, do a little bit of a recap on the most recent episode of SmackDown. It opened uh, up with the dirt sheets, which confused the utter fuck out of me. I don't know what's going on. It's Tuesday. It was weird. Like, the Miz's dad was in it. They did some weird trailer for a movie that didn't exist. And... They were saying that John Morrison was like the Miss Baby or kid, or it was weird. I don't understand what the fuck was going on. Um, that's, that's literally like I don't, I don't get it. And then maybe they're kind of maybe maybe the logic is that they're like, okay, the fiends after getting huge but being weird. Do you like weird? I'll show you freaking weird. It was uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Ace was in it. What? For some reason, he was like, if you, you got to go back if you didn't see it. It was really weird. I forgot. Like, I literally don't remember anything that they said. I just remember, like, the visuals. And, like, Johnny Ace was in it, and he was, like, laying seductively on a boat or something. I don't remember. It was weird. Really weird. Um, then I think that led to the New Day coming out, and then... That led to the Usos coming out. That led to Ziggler and Rude coming out, which all led to the Ziggler and Rude versus Usos match, which probably one of the better things on the show. It was a pretty good tag match. Yeah, well, you got three good, four good tag teams in there, so you can't go wrong. Yeah, but they have to put them um, all together. We need to come up with a name for Rudy Pooh and Ziggy Pops. I like Rudolph. That's oh yeah yeah Rudolph is that like their actual name? No, I think that was just something I heard somebody say, and I just 
stole it. Brutal. It's very. It. You're kind of locking your team's successfulness into a season, though. Yeah, they're only good during uh, November twenty fifth to December twenty fifth. The the Thanksgiving, New Year's, or uh, Christmas season. Uh, Luzo uh, picked up a win. That I mean, nothing, nothing really big there. I mean, like I said, it was a decent match, but um, and then Corbin, they were showing the video again of Corbin getting dog food poured on him. Um, so then he so decided to go so traumatizing. Oh God! However, will we recall? Yeah. <laughs> what a world. So that led to Corbin going to the production truck and like attacking one of the production guys and like throwing him down the stairs. Which I found interesting because I, I was like, so this is how the fiend is doing it. Okay. Yeah. It. It, 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 a lot scarier though than a guy with a crown and some weird get up. Uh, not not really though, because that guy with the crown can legitimately box your face from yeah, one side. Yeah, that is true. It's, I guess <laughs> it's a different type of intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he can literally punch a hole in your face. Yeah, the fiend will creep <laughs> the fuck out of you. Corbin will beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's a golden glove. He's a legit golden gloves champion. Yep. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, so Corbin throws some dude down the steps and like all the people are like, oh my god, get out of here, Corbin. This is the worst thing you've ever done in your life. You're not allowed to touch the buttons. You know that. And then like Corey Graves, they go back and Corey Graves is like, you know, I'm I'm a Corbin guy, but that was like, that was crossing the line. It's like, that's happened so many times. Like what? Like maybe not as many times as some other things, but People have gone back to the production truck and thrown prop uh, indie guys from the stage, so don't, don't worry about it. Do you remember when Braun tried to get in the con- uh, production truck and he couldn't fit in the door? Yeah. That was yep. funny. So, they, they I think they kind of over uh, overdid the severity of Corbin's actions there. Um, then we had Elias and Cesaro, which that was weird because Elias actually wrestled the match. Yeah, and it was fun, and it was good. Yeah, this was actually a good match. I would have actually said this was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, probably just by default because <laughs> much much left uh, to pick through. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's like even as we're talking about it, it's just such a contrast from Raw. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um, Elias picked up the victory there. Then we have another Corbin coming out to the ring, running his mouth, saying that he wants a rematch against Bro- uh, Roman. Roman Except comes this out. Time three kids are going to be put over a swimming pool full of dog food in a shark cage. Yeah, that would be that'd be a lot better than what they're doing right now, I guess. Oh. So uh, Super Showdown, we will have King Corbin versus Roman yeah. Reigns inside Again. Steel Cage. Made of dog food. Yeah. A kennel. It'll be a kennel. It'll be a kennel from hell. They actually did that before. Did a kennel from hell? Yes, kennel from hell. It was... Oh, fuck, what was it? It was a hell in a cell. And then I think an actual steel cage was around the ring. And on the outside of the ring, on the floor, was Rottweiler's. 
Right. And it was the Big Joe or uh, the Big Boss Man versus Al Snow. Oh, there were the oh, because didn't Boss Man get his attack dog to attack Al Snow? No, he Al Snow had a little pet dog that Boss and, Man kidnapped and oh, then yes, killed it and fed it to him. No joke. Scott, he Scott Tetherman did, although technically Scott Cartman. Yeah. So, so that, was, that was that was storylines in 1999 where they were fake yeah. feeding dogs to Al Snow. Do you know what, man? I'm actually compared to the bullshit I've been watching for the last <laughs> four and a half weeks. And the best part of the match was the dogs were not threatening whatsoever. They were just pissing and shitting all over themselves on the outside of the room. Yeah, but that's what happens when you put dogs in front of sixty thousand people. Yeah. So yeah, we. 1999, Boss Man and Big Bo- uh, Al Snow already more entertaining than 2020, King Corbin and Roman Reigns. Well, like, I mean, here's why, right? At least, at a minimum, at a minimum, one of them could have slipped on the dog shit and yeah. seriously injured themselves. Or, you know what I mean? or, or I, I, that's why I said on a minimum, they slip in the dog poo, on yeah. a maximum. Those Rottweilers go crazy because they're in front of 60,000 people and mauled the shit out of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference in level between that and getting a can of dog food poured over you and then the other guy getting a bucket of dog food poured over you. <laughs> so bad. And it didn't even look like goddamn dog food. It that was like the worst part. It looked, like, it, it looked like chocolate with some chunky shit in it. It, it, like, it looked like a bowl full of chili to me. Yeah, chili even, yeah. I, although, I, chili's probably more dangerous than dog food. You could at least damage your eye. Probably, yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? You got a chili flake or something like that in there and you're, you know, <laughs> you're spending a day or two in A&E looking like, oh, uh, looking like John Moxley. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I versus I match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing. But yeah, 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 so we're getting, we're getting Corbin versus Reigns 8,000 at uh, Super Showdown. Just to clarify, by the way, seeing as you mentioned it, that's not a legit stipulation in the match. The two of them just added that in themselves. What? The the eye versus eye thing. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw it on like, yeah. Instagram or something. I thought it was kind of funny. Well, dude, if you want to talk about real stakes in a match, one of them's leaving blind if that's the actual rule. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I there's, mean, there's yeah. Hold a... <laughs> a little bit different than the loser gets dog food poured on him. Tell... Tell me about it. <laughs> um, next up, we have Goldberg, for some reason, uh, at his house and saying who he's going up against. Honestly, I thought they were going to have he him was, go up against Corbin. He was advertised on the poster. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew he was there. I just don't know why he's... I, oh, no, I just found it funny that he was advertised in the poster and then oh, did the interview. Oh, wasn't there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's advertised to be on the show, but then I don't think they like said that from satellite from his home. Video package suckers. People were like like anticipating like Goldberg to walk out and do something. But, like, nope. Stare at the truck. Yeah. Um, and he challenged the fiend. Like you're essentially making people pay to go to a thing that they watch on TV to watch it on TV. Yeah. I like. You know? I literally thought he was going to challenge Corbin because, like, Corbin had come out 
this is before he called out Roman, is they advertised that Goldberg was coming up next before they yeah. go to commercial break. And they come back and Corbin comes out. I'm like, he's going to run his mouth and Goldberg's going to either come. I didn't know he was going to. Well, actually, I think I did know he was to be a satellite. But I thought he was going to pop up on the Tron and be like, Corbin, you're blah, blah, blah. You're next. And I was like, okay, God, thank God he's getting away from Roman. Nope, that's not what we got. No. He challenged the fiend. Yeah. He's like, just was. He's like, oh, I had, I didn't have the Universal Championship for that long, so I want it back. That's pretty much what he said. And then the theme did the little breaking news thing. That was fairly entertaining. And anything fiend related is going to be entertaining, to be fair. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. And then Goldberg's like, oh, I'm not going to do your mind games and blah, 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 blah. Go, Bray Wyatt, you're next. And just got up and walked. I like how you've put on senile old man voice as you were doing the Goldberg stuff. <laughs> That's what he is, pretty much. It's, I don't I know why we're bringing him back. Back in my day, and I'm going to go, sure, get it off them whippersnappers. Yep, 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 Like, I, I was, I was a big Goldberg fan back in, like, his heyday in the ni- late 90s. Um, I didn't mind him on his first run with the in WWE in 2003 um, I just don't see the point of like his last few like appearances I just well Super Showdown was a cash grab the well, Wrestlemania I, I, I get it in that I get it in that the, uh, like... the Wrestlemania one was an apology for the, <laughs> the cash grab at Super Showdown Cause like him coming and like ending, it was back what 2017 I think, when he beat Kevin Owens for the Universal Title. Yeah, it was like that was so not necessary. And then he defended against Brock, and the Brock beat him. And then it should have been done there, but then he had that match with Undertaker last year or whatever at. Uh, Super Showdown or whatever Saudi show where he almost Super killed showdown. the Undertaker and himself. Yeah. And it's like, that should have been the last. That should have been it. Then he came back and squashed Ziggler. And that I'm like, funny. okay. I'm like, he didn't really have to, like, he didn't wrestle really much. It was just in Spears, Spears. I'm like, okay, this should be it. But nope. Yeah, but that, like, I mean, that, that's all he's good for anymore is coming in doing the your next bit of a speech blah 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 blah. couple of spears couple of jackhammers but I'm okay with that if if, like the way they did it with Ziggler he doesn't need to be going against Universal Champion and your hottest thing on Smackdown right now yeah well they need they need the hottest you have to remember Super Showdown doesn't count (laughs) it doesn't even though they try to make it it doesn't they don't really. They tried to make it for the three weeks before and the two weeks after. Well, so it I, looks somewhat weird. When like Braun Strowman comes out, they show his little like thing in the corner where it's like, won the greatest Royal Rumble. And it's like, they try to like have it in, in like, or like when you look up the who had the longest uh, t- when I was doing the Royal Rumble statistics. And it was like, who had the most eliminations or who. Uh, was had the longest time. They keep wanting to put the damn greatest Royal Rumble match, and I'm like, that doesn't count. Yeah. 
Like, try, stop trying to make that shit count. It doesn't count. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just a placeholder. That's all it is. It's just a placeholder for them to get from now till Mania without having them to actually have Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns go at each other for two months before Mania actually starts. That's all it is. <clears throat> um, I would agree with that. Because it's like, and this is something to kind of get off onto my little, you know, detour. They don't have anybody else to put up against the Fiend because their roster is so just not superstar heavy. Um, that's an understatement. It's like, I mean, he, he as great as Daniel Bryan is, I mean, that's pretty much been done to death now because they've been doing that for the last couple months and it's like there's yep. no realistic reason for them to continue it he's beaten them twice uh, I would agree with that yeah and it's like after that the next person up is Roman but they want that for Mania so it's like they can't it's like their hands are tied because the only other person you would think is maybe Braun but they just threw the Intercontinental title on Braun so it's like they're not going to feed them to the feed yet. Yeah, I, I also, I don't know, is Braun, Braun's promo stuff isn't, I don't know, can Braun keep up with The Fiend? In he can and that's the weird thing, it's like, he's in such this weird, like, thing where it's like, you feel like they want him to be a big deal, but it's like, they just can never pull the trigger, and some of it might be on yeah, his well, it, It's what I like to call um, Big Show Syndrome. Yeah. It was the same with Big Show. They never managed to pull the trigger on Big Show properly ever. Do you think he needs like a mouthpiece or something to be with him to make it a difference? Or do you just think it's not going to matter? It's, it's hard to say because I mean, the guy's naturally funny. And it's yeah, like, he, he has a personality. Yeah, like he's got a great personality. And I feel like it's one of those things like the more he gets on the mic, the better he'll get at it. But it's just. Bray Wyatt's a freaking promo machine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just feel seeing as I, for currently at this time, like I have to base my knowledge of the way The Fiend works on six months worth of wrestling or whatever. But currently, if you look at the way The Fiend matches or, or The Fiend storylines go, it's 70 to 80% promo. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he doesn't wrestle really at all yeah. on the shows. There's there's seventy to eighty percent promo. There's a couple of ten uh, percent kind of popping up in the ring, messing you up while you're doing a match or something like that, and then final ten percent, which would be the match. Yeah. And I feel you're gonna really show Bronze weak point if you put him in a feud with the Fiend right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, because he's he, like it just seems like he's in this weird spot, and it's like no matter where he's at, when he's over on Raw too, it's like they just it's like they want to put him up as like a big guy. I think he's got he's got a lot more going for him than others. It just still just doesn't seem like they they want to like fully pull the trigger. I don't know if that's maybe what this like. <clears throat> intercontinental run will be for him. It's kind of a, a tester yeah. to see, you know, how he can carry a title. 
and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. He's a weird. He's in a weird spot for me. So, um, he is, yeah, yeah. Um, but just going through real quick the rest of the show. It's not too much more. Um, Daniel Bryan uh, went up against Slater because he Slater went backstage and was talking to Bryan about you know all the stuff that's been going on the last couple of months, and then he just challenged them to a match. They had the match, and Bryan won. Um, Going back to Braun, uh, the next segment, Braun uh, celebrates his IC title win, which was interrupted by Sami Zayn and Nakamura and the Revival for some reason. They're they're there. (laughs) For now. For for now. For now. Um, They kind of all kind of take their shots at Braun and then finally was able to get Nakamura to get a, a Kinstasha in and Guess they're going to have a rematch, but I don't know when. I don't know if it'll be at Super Showdown or just a random episode of SmackDown. Who knows? Um, Apollo Crews went up against Sheamus because we needed that. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sheamus won. And then we had the Fatal 4-Way to determine the number one contender for the SmackDown women's title. Not a, not a terrible match. Yeah, between Carmella, um, Bliss, Dana Brooke, and Naomi, who yeah. I thought was going to win it, to be honest. I thought it was going to be Naomi, maybe Alexa. It's, dude, I'm just checking uh, websites here just to make sure we had running orders and things right. It's actually sad that Otis prepares for a Valentine's Day date is possibly the most exciting angle I'm interested oh, in on SmackDown at the minute. I forgot, yeah, that wasn't up on the place that I I got my order of, of yeah. stuff. I forgot about that. Ooh, Tucky! Didn't they use like Val Venus's music or some like somebody's music during like the video? I don't remember. I do remember that segment though. That was very, very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. That it's 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 the best thing on SmackDown, sadly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that uh, that SmackDown, uh, Carmella wins. Fatal Four Way, and she's going to be challenging Bailey this Friday for the SmackDown Live Women's Title. So, quickly, let's talk about the state of SmackDown. Um, ever since, Ooh. yes, ever since SmackDown uh, debuted on Fox at the beginning of October, it has been nothing but, to me, just not good they to me that is an understatement and we talked during our like pre-chat it's just I don't know if it's just they they don't have the depth of superstars and I know because Raw has the extra hour during the draft they gave more picks and stuff so they have more people but I just feel like the rosters are so unevenly matched talent wise, like superstar, I guess upper card wise, that it's just. But I, I, I suppose if, if you actually think about it, they're, they're, they are and they're not because, like, they have. I mean, the biggest draw currently is The Fiend. Yeah. SmackDown have him. Yeah. Then Roman Reigns would be up there. Yeah. To have him. They had Brock, but then he 
he left and went to Raw. Yeah. Um, who else but it's is like there? Corbin. Usos. Corbin. Well, yeah. Usos but... has just been a recent thing, though, because they just yeah, but... came back. Yeah, but they're back. So. Okay. But they're doing diddly well, spot with them as well. Because because they just threw them into the whole Corbin Roman thing. It's like they're not yeah, doing yeah. their own thing. It's their because intertwined in somebody else's rivalry. Agreed. And it's like they're they're a team that can stand on their own. Like they should be, even though they've done this way too many times, they should be the ones that are going up against the new day right now. Yeah, well, you see, I'd say the thing is that that's why they're. I I think Morrison and Miz Miz are gonna win it because I think I they want too. the Usos. They want the Usos, but like we've done Usos New Day. Yeah, because then I think they're the next face face team for Miz Morrison if they win, and that'd be per- like that'd be good because that's the thing is now that you got Miz Morrison you, back, you don't you don't have any other options really. You got a uh, no. heavy machinery, which they're they're to me they're the bushwhackers of our generation. They literally are. He looks like one of the bushwhackers actually. Yeah, like, like he marches around like one of them too. They're yeah. just they're the comedy bit. Like they're not. A legitimate threat when it comes to the actual tag division to me, which is scary because I'd say the two of them could probably pull your arm off. Exactly. Yeah. If they had some kind of, even though it, they're very entertaining, but if they had some weird character like change where they kind of got or a little they, bit of a mirror streak, or this is a way of putting Mandy Rose in as a bit of a mouthpiece for the two of them, serious them up. Remember, like with like, Trish yeah, and TNA. But, like, outside, I mean, the Revival, they're pretty much on their way out. They're just yeah, doing... They're, they're, they're not winning nothing. <laughs> um, Ziggler and Rude, they're, like, they've been kind of same thing, just intertwined with the whole Roman Corbin thing, where it's like they... And to me, I I mean, I like them as a team, but I, I kind of think they should not be a team. Like, those two guys... I totally agree with you. They're solo acts. Yeah. It's just they threw them together because there was nothing else for them to do. I I wouldn't say that. Well, I guess there was nothing else. Like, I don't I don't know. Like it's just the state of SmackDown, it's weird because it's like the only other couple of guy I mean, you got Brian, but he's, you know, in this weird like that I don't know if they know what they're doing with him either. Like, he goes up and he's a heel, then he's a face. Is he a heel? Is he a face? Then I they have. This, I do think this heel face thing is very much down to um, this kind of theory. Do you know, you know the way you, you seem to change sides every time you face the fiend. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing is like they started him off on a feud with the fiend. He had the match, he lost. Then they were going to have the rematch at TLC. But then they put the Miz in against non-Fiend Bray Wyatt, and then they turned around at the Rumble, and then they had the Strat match. And it's like they're just—it's just weird. It's weird how they were doing, you know, the Fiend uh, Wyatt, uh, the Fiend Miz and Brian like weird intertwined feud for a couple months. I, I think that was to sell the uh, the fact that Fiend changes you. Like, yeah, because, I, I, I guess I, I get it with him, with that, but I don't know. It's just because it's like after that, like there's 
They're like they're not doing shit with Nakamura. No, nope. you thought they were going to be when they kind of put him with Zayn because it's like why, you know, give him this mouthpiece and they, but they just never did anything. They have like, I don't understand their booking of Shinsuke Nakamura. It doesn't make any sense. He should he should be maybe one of your top heels right now. Just off of like, he's, he's, it's the language gap. They don't know how to work with guys with a with a foreign language, except for Andrade for some reason. But that's why you know that's why I thought it kind of worked with him and Zayn because it's like okay, Zayn can do all the talking for him and he just does the wrestling. But yeah. it still been, hasn't led to anything. I don't know. I I still have my suspicions that it's all related to when he dropped Cena on his head. I don't remember that. Uh, he was wrestling Cena ages ago. Trimmer. And he went for that He went for that in reverse German Oh, suplex. you know what? Yes, I do remember that now. That was a while ago. Yeah, well, Vince doesn't forget. I guess not. But, <clears throat> and then we kind of, I mean, we kind of talked about the stuff with Braun. It's like they just never seem to want you know, to pull the trigger. It's like, after those few names that we just mentioned, your roster is, is nothing. Like, there's nobody I can really, like, say faithfully that, like, could I think could do something. Um, yeah, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss myself, to be honest, dude. It just, like I said, once they did the draft and everything... It just doesn't seem like they evenly place the guys. Like, because like we, like I was talking you know, about. I, I will say, I don't think it's just a case of they haven't evenly placed the guys. It's the storylines. They're not building anyone on SmackDown. Well, yeah. Heyman, Heyman has been taking what he was given and has been making good with it. Yeah, because I mean, it's... Andrade wasn't an o- as over as he was before the draft. He literally yeah. pulled fucking. Um, Angel Garza up two weeks ago and the guy's bloody magic now a lot of that comes down to the fact that Angel Garza is just brilliant yeah but like he genuinely he could be the next Eddie Guerrero in my opinion yeah but Heyman's, Heyman's making good with the pawns he's been given to play the game with and Smackdown or not that's just the thing is I just think that SmackDown have been in the exact same holding pattern they were before Christmas, and that was several weeks before Christmas. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, we've been—we've literally the only feud. If you were like, if you literally just started watching wrestling when SmackDown went to Fox, all you know of is Corbin versus Reigns. Because that's all that's literally happened since October. Yeah, just the version. champion, but she doesn't know how to win a match. Like, and the funny thing is, that it, it started weird because Corbin actually had the upper hand at the beginning of the feud. He actually beat Roman like twice, I think. Yeah, well, we knew that wasn't going to last. No, I I thought it was going to be <laughs> like when they first said that those guys like looked like those two guys were going to feud after the draft. I'm like, that's perfect. It's Roman Reigns. He's your big baby face. King Corbin. He's your you know kind of upper mid card heel. Perfect. Like I thought that was a perfect placement. They're kind of similar stature. They're both like a little bit bigger guys. I thought it was a perfect pairing off. And it's just, they've run it to the ground. 
And, and like I said, I think it's just because they constantly have kept getting into, like you said, the holding patterns because they, they don't have anybody else for him to match up with while they're trying to finish off the other, you know, two feuds that they got with the guys that they got feuds going on. So it's like, all right, well, we'll just keep having these two guys face off until this feud gets done and this feud gets done. So we can free this guy up, go up I, against I'll, this guy. It's I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it to you. Yeah. It's SmackDown that needs a load of NXT stars to start coming up and challenging people. Yeah, yes, Raw. Yes, the Angel Garza's and the uh, they should be going to SmackDown. Maybe not Angel Garza, but like. If they start having guys coming up, it's like that's a perfect example. It's because, like, uh, Shayna Baszler, who just came up, she's going to Raw. It's like Raw don't need any. Like, and then you look at like the women's division on SmackDown, there's nothing there. It's Bailey, and I don't even know where the hell Sasha is. I know she's been hurt, but like, she's been MIA for the last month or so. She's on that. She's on the artwork for Elimination Chamber, so I'd imagine they're assuming she'll be back by then. And then, I mean, they've already kind of done the only other option he had is her as Bailey and Lacey. And they already did that for the last month or so, and it seems like they're already done with that. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm like, I don't know what they're going to be doing for the women's title at Mania. I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the pre-show, whatever they do end up doing. They're putting more effort into Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, which I'm not against. But that that rivalry, I don't think, needs as much help as whatever they're trying to do over on SmackDown. Uh, well, they're just trying to get eyes on NXT, aren't they? I think I think that seems like they're more focused on that than than SmackDown. Yeah, when you see them look like, well, you know, we got the. Well, you see, look, here, here's the thing. Look, Vince's plan from day one, and it's why NXT got put on TV, was to siphon viewers away from AEW so that yeah. they wouldn't make their targets so they wouldn't get renewed for a second season. Unfortunately, they did such a good job that they got renewed for four more seasons. Yeah. And he's like a bull about it. But I, I don't know. I like... It was working perfectly during like Survivor Series time where they kept constantly having all these like invasion angles and all that stuff that made it perfect. But it's like now since that it's like it's almost like I don't know if they just don't have it's like they don't have a reason for them to come up anymore. Because it's like that's the only time where it's Survivor Series, it's Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. That's the only reason to have those people come up. I mean, we do have the one odd Keith, thing. Keith Lee. He would be huge on SmackDown. Keith Lee, they need to... I, and it could happen. Keith Lee, it I could. mean... It very well could... Like, if you look at who he's going up against, there's a very likely possibility he could win. Yeah. I Do wouldn't you know be surprised after, like, Mania that we start seeing a bit more of that of shuffling where their men's roster might take a couple of hits and have, have a couple of guys going to either Raw or SmackDown and Keith Lee would be one of them that I would not be surprised yeah well I mean like there'd be hits granted but they're not short on serious dudes yeah 
back there. Do you know what I mean? You have um, Trevor Lee, or goddamn, what's his? Yeah, Damian Priest. Yeah, do you know, they, it, there's a serious roster there, B list right now, that you could just move into the A slot and there's not a problem. Yeah. They'll all do great. Yeah. What's Trevor Lee's name in there now? Do you know he. he uh, I don't know. Tre- he, he comes down with the kind of the bowler hat on and the leather vest. I don't. I have no idea. Cameron Grimes. That's it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Cameron Grimes. He does the finishers, you know, where he just jumps up in the air and stomps your face. I've never, I, I've never really heard of Trevor Lee, so that's why I didn't know who you were talking about. Oh, yeah. he, th- that's who he was in Impact. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch. I, I, didn't, I haven't watched Impact since, like, 2006, so. Oh, you're missing out. There's some good stuff going on down there. It's a shame it doesn't get more. No but that, that was my, you know, kind of gripe about everything going on with with SmackDown. It's just, I it's it's like I watched it out of necessity because we have to talk about it. Yeah. But it's, it's not good. No, it's not. And it's just, it seems like they're just constantly always stuck on some kind of holding pattern with a few I mean, because they... I mean, WWE should really be taking a stand back and AEW NXT aside, they should be taking a stand back and they should be taking a serious look at what the hell are we doing wrong? Because yeah. there is some, there is four hours of serious wrestling going on on a Wednesday night. The sad part is they're not getting nowhere near the, the views and the ratings that I've said for ages, I think they're both equally good one has uh, merits that the other doesn't and the other has merits that well, the other I'm not doesn't. talking about them and like against each other I'm just talking about there's more eyes on Raw and Smackdown ratings wise than there is on NXT and AW because neither of those shows are breaking a million views on Wednesday uh, a- but a- the other two a- shows are breaking a- over two well hang on <laughs> AW are nearly breaking the million Nearly, but they're not there yet. They're in the no, 900,000, no. which, I mean, it's close. No, hang on. They've already broke the million in their first they three weeks. They have once or twice, yeah. but not on a consecutive basis. It was three weeks in a row. I've Everything but, I've seen has been 900,000. There was the first three weeks where... Uh, first the first was like, three uh, weeks, yes, that's understandable. The first three weeks. Yeah. But since the opening of the two shows, it's been... 700 to 750 for AW and about nice. 9 to 950 for yeah well I mean like that's nearly a, it's nearly a million do you know what I mean it You're is. Not... but it's and the other two shows are doing double also you gotta take it you gotta take into account as well there's a lot of um, exterior sporting events running on the same channels currently yeah do you know what I mean once it gets closer to summer and a lot of some of the sports start to round off yeah because but... football's done now Super Bowl was a week or so ago yeah Oh, basketball's still going, I think. Basketball sucks, but it's still going. Basketball's Hockey. freak. Basketball's awesome. Excuse me. Uh, one of my least favorite. That's that's here nor there. Um, so let's get into Raw. Yeah. Um, Raw opens up with I put Rollins and Crew. Um, yeah, we need we need we need to come up with a name for them. The disciples of. The architect. I... That's DOA, dude. I think that was already a faction. 
Um, they they opened up and kind of did Rollins did his usual, you know. Kevin Owens is by himself. Smojo went down, and one of the Viking Raiders went down, and he needs to stop. And then obviously Owens came out. Should be pointed yeah. out as well on the uh, K Faber Die Fashion Corner that Seth Rollins was wearing a very heelish outfit this week. Oh yes, <laughs> nice furry, furry, furry collar leather jacket, the one black glove, whatever the fuck that's all about. I don't Someone know. Someone made a joke where like I re- I heard where he's like. Why did Becky Lynch let Seth Rollins borrow her jacket? Wow. It totally <laughs> was her jacket. It totally was her jacket. Because <laughs> it didn't look like it fit him either. It looked like it was too small. I bet you it was her jacket. These little it probably was. Were probably cold. <laughs> he was like, you wearing that right now? No. Honey, I'm going to wear it to the brain. Honey, it's really chilly. Oh, well, seeing as I'm the man in this relationship, obviously, would you like my fucking jacket there? Sugar, Seti Poo, Seti Poo. So, um, so that led to Owens coming out. He was flanked by the Viking Raiders, and he did. It was very entertaining. Where he was like, "Well, you keep saying my guys go down." And he's like, he's like pushing Ivar and and uh, uh, whatever the other name is, Eric. He's like pushing Eric. him. He's like, they, they seem pretty sturdy to me. Yeah. And then they he proper, he proper chopped over. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and don't forget to mention um, Buddy Murphy is no longer Buddy Murphy. He is just Murphy. That's not true. Okay. Sorry. Even though I think it's, it's already been proven, people will not forget the name. No, they won't forget the name. But that's it's all, it's already proven on Raw. Tom, Todd Phillips called him fucking Buddy Murphy the minute he the came first, out. The first mention, he's like, well, Buddy, I, I mean, Murphy. Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Murphy. Murphy, Murphy. Um, so Owens and the Viking Raiders come down, which leads Murphy and the AOP to come out. They kind of brawl on the outside, and then Samoe Joe nice. comes from behind. And chokes the bejesus out of Seth Rollins. Which uh, deflunks a rumor that Joe was supposedly a. Supposed oh, that's to be been that, that got debunked last week. Yeah, I know. You heard what happened there. Well, I, uh, I don't know if that's been. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it, it's what I would say, and a lot of people seem to think. But uh, so you know the way there's been a very notable leak in WWE for months now. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find a leak before you plug it? Uh, I don't know. You feed a load of people random bits of false info and you see which bit of false info comes back to you first. Yeah. So whoever the special informant that Pro Wrestling Sheets had, uh, it would appear (laughs) he's going to be rumbled. Incorrect? They were incorrect. Yeah, I I would also mean it means he's going to be rumbled as well because that's a pretty big thing to get incorrect. Like, Yeah. Yeah, because like when I watched them, like I couldn't one hundred percent tell because they did such a good job at covering it up. If Joe actually did get hurt, or or what? But I, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't hurt and it was all just a, a storyline. Yeah, well, not storyline, but just to get this going, just to see yeah. what direction the info came back from. Yeah. 
Could be why people got sacked last week. Could be. Yeah. So, could be. Could be. Um, so, Joe attacked Rollins, choked him out, and the, the big baby faces stood tall. So as Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and the Viking Raiders are standing in the ring after they chase the dastardly heels, Becky Lynch's music hits. Uh, and uh, th- 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 this was weird. <laughs> it was because I like I was sitting there and I was like, <laughs> I really didn't, you didn't really know what was going on. It was almost like she was like, you just beat up my man's and wear my jacket. Yeah, I don't know. And so they just, Kevin Owens just kind of nods at her, and she nods at Owens like, "Oh yeah, so, sorry, I'd beat up your boyfriend or fiance." Should have said, "Oh no, it's fine, don't He's gonna yeah. go. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna beat his ass after backstage anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was a weird transition into uh, the next match, which ended up being Asuka and Becky, which was a really great match. Um, <clears throat> like. Probably not better than the Rumble match, but pretty damn good. Um, it was pay-per-view level anyway, for definite. Yeah. There was a lot of cool uh, near falls. There was some really cool uh, kind of near submissions. I liked when she had the armbar locked in over the ropes. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of knew, at least I thought I knew, like, you know, ahead of time who was going to win, but it was still, it was a pretty good match and, it's, it was really nice to see, even though it seems like they do it in spurts, but it was like, it was nice to see Asuka get a little, even though she lost both of her matches, but still get some significant, you know, like significant rivalry that was a was a pretty good rivalry between the two of them for the last couple months. Yeah. So, but Becky got the win and then was immediately attacked from behind from Shayna B. Shayna Beichner. She's on the main roster for sure. Yeah. Didn't have Taking... her cronies with her, so. Yeah. I, well, I mean, they're they're still a bit wet behind the ears for main roster. Yeah. Although they're giving Lana matches and they're better than Lana. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was pounding her and then she <laughs> took out her mouth guard and then proceeded to bite the back of her neck. Yeah, which, which was weird because I'm like, is that is that why the mouth guard's there the whole time? Because otherwise she's going to bite people. Is that the game idea? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I think still so, th- but I still think, and you and I were talking about this before. I'm just like, she's a legit MMA star. I think it would have been more effective if you had her do like a Brock on it, and it would not literally because Brock did open up Randy Orton uh, at that WrestleMania, but um, I I think. Baser getting Becky on the ground and throwing a couple of what looked like stiff show elbows into the back of her head and then Becky busting a blood capsule in the back of her head would have been way more effective and on par with her or kind of on brand with what her character is because I've never seen her bite anyone yeah it was just it was a weird and like I kind of was telling you when we were messaging during the show and where it kind of like you just it seemed kind of odd it's like the only thing I could think of is that Survivor Series where Baszler got to win 
But then, like, Becky came and just attacked her from behind to try to stand strong at the end of the show. And this is just her, you know, payback. But it just seemed, it just went a weird direction. Yeah. Well, as I said earlier as well, like, if, if as storylines go, if you're looking for a reason to, like, rocket fuel uh, a feud, <laughs> someone coming and biting a clump out of the back of your neck is a really good way to get a feud started. Like, yeah. Like, I'd be, I'd be pretty gung-ho for some fisticuffs if someone had done that to me. God, I sound so old saying that. <laughs> yeah. Put your, then put your this, dukes up, boy. This turned into kind of a weird thing because then, like, they're trying to, like, attend to Becky and she's, like, trying to tell him to get off and then they're like, oh, you need to go to the hospital and then she, like, hijacks uh, an ambulance and then drives herself to the hospital. <laughs> But not only yeah. that, she she parks somehow must have parked the ambulance in the nearby medical facility, and then when she was done, hopped back in the ambulance. And yeah, I, I I I love that man. She literally robbed an ambulance, drove herself to the hospital, checked herself in, got checked out, re-robbed the ambulance, and drove it back to. Although I suppose the medics have no way of getting back from the raw event. She didn't take the medics in the ambulance. I, yeah, I guess. So I guess so she's I suppose doing, it, she, yeah, she's kind of actually doing the masala if you think about it. But yeah, that was and that was all done within the span of like forty minutes. So somehow she was able to get through all the the waiting, having to fill all, out paperwork, and although if you think of the character, her character style, maybe she never went to the hospital. Maybe she just drove yeah. off a couple of blocks, parked up, stitched herself up, got I mean, back in the she car, has all the stuff in the ambulance. So yeah. Just, because all it looked like she had was just tape on the back of her neck when she came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, it's uh, kind of where we were thinking that they were going to be going for Mania for Becky. So well, now, kind, kind, like, kind of kind of being the appropriate word. I wasn't expecting this whole angle. Well, not that, but I just meant who she's going up against. Yes, yes. Not really where they're going with the specific angle. She did kind of pretty decent promo when she came back and she was like... He's like, I'll hunt you down like week after week. I'll break you, but it's like, just pray to God that I find her, that you find me first. Yes, well, like that. that's that's how feuds go. Is <laughs> pray to yeah. God that you find the other person first. So, um, but in between that, we did have the Street Profits versus Riddick Moss and Mojo Raleigh for they about lost quickly five minutes of that. Not even that. Oh, it wasn't even um, that. And then we had the sneaky, the sneaky, 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 deadly roll-up. Most dangerous move in wrestling. Where Riddick Moss turned on Mojo. So my thinking is Riddick Moss has been playing Mojo for the last two, three weeks, thinking that he was buddy-buddy just for him to uh, backstab him and take the 24-7 title. I guess. I, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. It just, conf- it just confused the shit out of me if I'm being honest. I was like, you literally put them together two weeks ago. <laughs> and then them being together didn't make any sense on top. No. Well, maybe so. that's, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they put them together and then they heard everyone when they put them together been like, this makes no sense. And then they were like, actually, you're right. This does make no sense. <laughs> what were we thinking? Unless he was infiltrating the... Yeah. The, the Mojo Jojo faction. He had to infiltrate him, even though the twenty four seven can be defended anywhere, and you don't actually have to like you just roll them up and not be yep. friends with them. Oh, I don't know. 
it's, so it's a weird we had the VIP weird lounge the only good news out of all of that is that judging by uh, graphics for Elimination Chamber and other matches coming up is that somehow or truth has managed to work himself out of the 24-7 vortex oh yeah yeah so if you haven't seen the news uh, during Raw in Philly which is where I'm assuming Elimination Chamber must be they ran an advert for the pay-per-view and the main event was announced where they're going to have... Oh, no, that was... I'm thinking about... You're talking about the Super Showdown Strong. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Super Showdown. Yes, Super Showdown, we're having the... Did I say Elimination Chamber? Sorry. No, you did. You you were right. I was. I just mixed up my, my information. I was thinking about the... Um, okay. Well, Mission Chamber for some reason. Because um, okay. so Super Showdown, what, what, what you're prelude, preluding to, <clears throat> they're having some random gauntlet match for some cup for some reason, and it's going to have our truth AJ Styles, Andrade, Lashley, Rusev, and one other person that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, Randy Orton. No, I don't. I don't remember. I honestly, it's probably not that big of a deal. <laughs> I really don't remember. I don't think it's Randy Orton. No. None of it's a big deal. It's going to be all forgotten about two weeks after. Yeah. So you you can you guys can go look at your own own, uh, own time because I really don't remember who the fifth part of the sixth person was. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway. So the VIP, lounge, the, the, the VIP lounge came back after 10 years because I've been yeah. 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. That confused you and me when we were watching it. I was like, is he actually back? I thought it was like yeah. a Royal Rumble. What the From fuck? what I thought I heard, there could be a chance that he might come back and like a, as like a agent or something. I didn't think that they were going to have him be on TV anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, but I guess they were lacking... People love watching MVP get kicked in the face. Yeah, they were lacking a interview show, I guess, so they threw that together. And you can't have him kick Alexa Bliss in the face. Oh no, she's on SmackDown. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. actually don't have an interview show anymore because there's no KO yeah, show. This, all, all the all the TV interview shows are all over on SmackDown now. Oh yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, so all this was was VIP, uh, VIP, MVP. There was another weird thing. It was like he was like being both a babyface and a heel at like the same time. Like he was, he's like, "You guys are the VIP, but you guys are stupid." And it's like, what is going on here? And he was trying to like make it to where him and Drew are going to be together, and he's going to be Drew's advocate. Advocate. Oh my god, I can't talk. And it was pretty much just led to Drew kicking him in the face. That's all. We, we, we sat there for about five minutes just, just to get Drew to kick somebody in the face. It's, it's, it's all we needed. Yep. That's all you need. Um, just them continuing to push Drew up as, a, yeah. as the, big, the big baby face. Yeah, he does his little countdown. He kicks the nasty guy in the mouth. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, next, we had a uh, match scheduled between Angel Garza and Cedric Alexander. Um, and then Humberto came out and had a nice little uh, 
brawl with Garza before the match yeah. started. Which affected Garza nothing. That was the only thing I found out about it. He was just like ready to rock straight away after. Yeah, because yeah, that was a pretty damn quick match after the shenanigans were done. Yeah, but it was literally like a couple of kicks, take his pants off, wing clipper. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was liking him in NXT. He's actually wrestling tonight. I don't know if you uh, saw that. He's going to be wrestling uh, Leo Rush for the number one contender of the Cruiserweight title tonight. Um, cool. Him and Rush have great yeah, matches. I, I'm really liking Garza, Inga Garza, like a lot right now. Yeah, Garza's great. Uh, he, he, like, just seamlessly just slid right into this little feud. Uh, with Andrade being out, and he just made it perfect. <clears throat> um, moving on, we have Rhea Ripley versus Sarah Logan, which was another pretty quick match. Uh, Charlotte Flair came out, stood at the top of the stage, and then Rhea was kind of like, Hey, you haven't answered me yet, and she still didn't answer her. Um, I have a feeling she'll probably make the announcement official at uh, TakeOver this Sunday after the match is done. I think she'll come out once Rhea wins and be like, all right, I accept, I challenge you, and that'll set up them to for Mania. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's favorite superhero, Ricochet. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, battled uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, or as a lot of people like to call him Black Lesnar. Um, it sounds like a superhero name, ironic, <laughs> ironically, <Lesnar>. no. <laughs> or, a, or at least like an evil villain name. I'm not, like, yeah, Black Lesnar. Black Lesnar. I, I was kind of surprised that Ricochet won last week because I kind of thought like it was like the dream scenario for when Lashley came back was that they wanted Lashley Lesnar, and I thought this would have been like the perfect time at Super Showdown to have it, yeah, but. Well, Lashley's too busy marrying white ladies. Yeah. Uh, but Ricochet gets the victory. Um, next up, we have Randy Orton coming out and kind of looking like he's going to explain himself from the Edge attack from a couple weeks ago. But then it's interrupted by one Matthew Hardy. And Hardy goes off and kind of is, you know, well, me and Edge had our issues in the past, but you know, we kind of re- like we're, we're all good now. And what you did was you dastardly heal. Why did you do that? And then, are they all good now? I don't know. I don't. I they might be. A lot. A lot of people are chanting "Lead up, lead up!" Like that. Hardy kind of stopped and was like, "F you guys." <laughs> and then. uh I guess from what they're saying, this is uh, their way to write Matt Hardy uh, out of the WWE. And into the Dark Order. Yes, he took his... Horton went to go give him the RKO, but he kind of like blocked it. Humbled Randy in the corner a little bit, and Randy got out of it. Finally gave him the RKO, and then gave him a concerto. And uh, see you, Matt Hardy, to AEW. Concerto. Um... We had next up Black, Alistair Black versus Akira Tazawa. Again. Again. <laughs> I, the thing of it, it's like with Alistair Black, they keep reverting backwards because it's like they kind of started this thing where he was going up against jobbers, saying, it's like, like that, uh, 
It's like that song with Paul Abdul and that animated cat. Ooh, yeah. Opposite it, track. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's it, it's literally every time it's like two steps forward, he gets a cool yeah. match. And <laughs> two, two steps back, he's back in the wardrobe. I mean, one step forward again will uh, knock yeah. us out. You haven't knocked hmm. us out in a couple of weeks. I have not uh, thought of that uh, analogy for Alistair Black. I like it. Yeah, he's, he's Paul Abdul. <laughs> um, he's got cut, cut a pretty good promo. He's been cutting some pretty damn good promos <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Um, but I mean, like yeah, you said, it, it, the promo this week was literally like the equivalent of I'm stuck in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, uh. But I don't know. I don't know where it's leading. Hopefully. Because, like you said, like he kind of did it, and then like Cesaro knocked on his door, and then they kind of had a couple of good matchups. Cesaro, then he went back, started doing the same thing. Then Buddy Murphy knocked on his door. He had amazing matches with Buddy Murphy, and now yeah, he's he, back. He, he literally roundhouse kicked Buddy Murphy evil, and then he's back to fighting Kira Tozawa. Yeah. Makes no so, sense. But that will lead us to the last match of the, of the night the eight man tag between Rollins and company against. Uh, Owens, Joe, and the Viking Raiders. This is a fun match. This was a great match. Uh, just in like craziness all over. Uh, the only thing is the cameramen keep up, so we were like missing a lot of good angles of like some big high spots. Um, but yeah, it was a great match, and uh, I believe Seth and company won. Yeah, uh, they did, yeah, yes, they got the uh. Joe was doing foot stomped Joe and Buddy Murphy yeah. unconscious at the same time, or should I say Murphy uh, unconscious yeah. at the same time, and then Murphy's lifeless corpse landed on top of Joe's lifeless corpse, thus getting yeah. in pain. Thus forwarding the story, the interesting story of Buddy Murphy since joining the uh, Rollins Messiah posse. Um, can't win a match without Rollins' he- foot being involved. He's just been the like scapegoat for everything. He takes all yeah. the punishment. But I, I think there's an actual. I think this is like by intention. I don't think it's just like a booking thing. Yeah. Like I, I think there's a an underlying storyline there waiting to bubble up. Yeah, I'm hoping because you're kind of mentioning that when we had our chat. Like I'm kind of hoping that's what that means. Is that yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah. like a factor and he'll be like a kind of a big. Push yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll see the light eventually, and he'll defect, and then there'll be a cool Murphy Rollins or Murphy uh, Murphy, whatever the fuck they're calling the Rollins posse. Um, you know, there'll be a huge Murphy Rollins posse feud. Then, yeah, we'll have to get friends, and oh my god, who will it be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably the street poppers. Probably the street poppers. The You're, only people I think of that aren't doing anything. Yeah, well, it, it, now, currently, this is a couple of months off. You can't do that oh, yet. Sorry. This needs this needs to be a... You need to keep them together for a while for that to work. Yeah. So, but that was, that was Raw. It was, uh, like I said, very entertaining Raw. A um, couple of odd segments that kind of didn't really make a whole lot of sense in between, but other than that, I'd, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. It was, it was pretty good. Give you up. So... Uh, but that will do it for this week. Uh, what do you guys got going on? You guys got the usual Friday shenanigans. Uh, we are on air doing K-Paper Die Friday, as per usual. We, you and I and Giz may be doing an extra episode with predictions for 
take over Portland, depending on time. And we're on American Horrors Friday night as well, because it's Valentine's night, uh, where we're going to be talking about the power couples through horror. And then on Sunday night, we're going to be discussing some of the darkest Batman storylines that can make good horror movies. Ooh. Yeah, it's That's dark. Something. Yeah, it's fu- it's fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> From a series that has a comic book literally called The Dark Knight, it's fucking dark. So. <laughs> no dark, you can't see. It's so too, yes. <laughs> well, that is all good. And um, we shall be back next week with our... Uh, our recap of hopefully a better SmackDown Friday, but I'm not counting on it. And hopefully a good Raw. Hopefully uh, we... I I don't think there's going to be uh, an incline in the SmackDown quality until after Super Showdown. Yeah, it's probably going to kind of stay in the middle. Yeah, because they they have to keep these stupid storylines floating just for literally Super Showdown purposes. Yeah. So I think they're. Um, I, I think you might see an incline in it after Super Showdown. I feel because they're yeah. a bit more they're on the road be, to WrestleMania. Yeah, because you got Elimination Chamber, and then they'll have yeah. WrestleMania. Like the, a couple no, of no, no sign pointing at all on uh, SmackDown. That's how. Oh yeah. Out yeah, of the loop. Both of the what Rumble winners are were Raw competitors. Yeah, I, I like how McIntyre has really taken on the uh, role of making sign pointing interesting again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's finding a way to do it very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you can find uh, us on our socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Die. And if you want to listen to all of our wrestling shenanigans, we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And um, like Johnny said, look for a Friday for him and the Giz to cover NXT and AEW. And... And what? And Gorecast. Don't forget Gorecast. Valentine's Day. I wasn't done. Okay. (laughs) I was getting the K-Favor dives out first, and then I was going to... Okay. Friday, I think I've heard that there's some kind of (laughs) Gorecast going on. (laughs) Because we're not usually on Fridays. Also, I forgot they were were available on PlayStation and Xbox now, so all you have to do is use the uh, web browser on there and type in AmericanHorrors.com, and you got some fine quality tunage to be watching. There you go. And then... Potentially, we might be doing a TakeOver Portland predictions. Um, we will let you guys know on our socials if and when that gets put up. So until next time, Buzz and Johnny out. Au revoir.